big up each and every single one of you. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode 13 of the first draft thing that is sort of like a podcast, uh, given a very broad, loose and generous interpretation of what a podcast can be. Um, I started recording this like about an hour ago in a car park, always with the freshest locations for you, (laughs) in a literal car park adjacent to a building site. Americans, that's a construction site in American. And uh, even by my low, low standards of, uh, of audio production, it was horseshit. So I'm restarting. I'm restarting. This is like the 100 metres race in the Olympics. Everyone's been super hyped and worked up for the beginning of the race. The athletes have hunkered down in their customary position, ready to absolutely fucking leg it. Sorry. Um, The gun's gone off, but before the gun's gone off, somebody has has started running. And then you know what happens then. They get a red card and they're sent off and everyone's excitement level is all over the place and they restart the race and hopefully it doesn't happen again because if it does happen, that's that's really bad. That's So that's where we're at. That's where I am at psychologically. You're not at that point psychologically. You didn't even know about that, but I need to explain. If I seem a bit weird, it's because I started this once and I had to ditch it on account of the construction site. I'm now standing at the end of my garden beneath uh, a cherry tree in, in leaf now. Beautiful uh, red, purpley coloured leaves. Not yet any fruit, although it blossomed in February, late February, an early blossoming cherry. Uh, the blossom's gone. The fruit has not yet arrived. It's very fine. There is someone mowing the lawn. <laughs> next door uh which is just goddamn typical what can i say this isn't a real podcast if you don't like it um don't stop uh don't stop your paid subscription please uh if anything um keep it going if anything if you listen to this and you're not a a paid subscriber please consider um paying me some money so that one day i can make this a bit more professional uh subscribers you're very loved unsubscribers unsubscribers you're not loved non-subscribers and there's a key difference there you are loved right that's the love out of the way there'll be no more love on this podcast (laughs) um it's good friday good for everybody with with the exception of jesus and barabbas and the other robber actually they had a they had a not such a great friday um to begin with but of course as anyone who knows the story of Easter, that uh, they know that I don't need to, to there's no, there's going to be no spoiler alerts here, but I think we can all agree it turns out okay for mankind and actually for, uh, for old, old Jeezy himself in the end. Yes, indeed. Um, this is the 13th episode of, of, of the thing of the podcast which i'm so weirdly reticent about calling a podcast again i don't know why and uh that's that could be unlucky 
It could be unlucky. It was 13, a very unlucky number for the Templars, of course, on October the 13th, 1307. That's when those old Templars got uh, rounded up in medieval France. But I'm not here to talk about the Templars for once. Uh, I'm just here to say, hey, hi, what's shaking? What's going on? Um, the, you'll have noticed, or maybe you just you don't really care enough to notice, but if you do care enough to notice, you will have noticed that things have been a little... Um, a little different to normal um, on the old Substack the last couple of weeks because I've been a travelling, and the very observant will recall that I was in Morocco, where I climbed up a mountain that was dope, and uh, that was that was that was a good climb up a mountain. And then what else? What else did we do? Walked around a Medina. As Medinas go, I didn't mind it. And rode a camel, which was uh, full-on superb. Um, so that, I was there, and then I came home and I unpacked and repacked my bag, and then I spent the last week in France, in, in sort of northern, and not quite central France. So uh, big up Brad and Kathleen for Orthofan Travel. We were on tour. Oh, my God. There's some drilling. Can you hear the drilling? I can't even, like, be surprised about that because someone's uh, fitting a new door in my house. So I, sh- I should have known better. But I'm in now in... I'm in much deeper into this recording than I was when I was doing it in a car park next to a construction site. So I just don't think... If I stop recording now on account of the drilling... I'm not going to restart. There just won't be an episode 13. I'll just have to write an embarrassing note saying, hey, guys, I did an episode 13, but it was super whack um, for technical reasons. Anyway, back to, uh, back to my, uh, my point. I was, uh, I was in France. There were about t- 24 or so of us traveling around for six days. We had a great time. We began in Paris, uh, a coach. We were then on a coach, on and off a coach. It was a, it was a, what I would describe as a semi-luxury coach. Don't think it was like um, <clears throat> the tour bus for uh, a major rock band. There were, for example, no facing tables or uh, or bunk beds. Um, that, but I'm not. Or, but I'm not complaining. There was a fridge, for example, and. Uh, and there was a generous ratio of seats to human beings. And more importantly than that, there were some uh, very lovely and wonderful human beings aboard that... Hey, is that a cherry? I think the tree might actually be... Ooh. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> what was I saying? Yeah, so we were on a, like a dope coach. And it went... We, we, we left Paris. We had dinner in Paris. And then we... Uh, we the coach took us into Normandy and we followed the route down river along the Seine and stopped at Chateau Gaillard, which is the famously the castle Richard the Lionheart built in the Norman Vexam. And uh John King John lost to Philip Augustus, twelve oh three four. We went to Rouen. Rouen famous uh, here's an Easter themed thing about Rouen. It wasn't Good Friday, it was Maundy Thursday in twelve oh three, I think, off the top of my head. I haven't done any preparation, so I might be wrong. Um, in 1203, mm, asterisk probably, uh, on Maundy Thursday, uh, Rouen was where uh, King John um, 
got the name bad well sort of you know really nailed on his uh, his sobriquet of bad uh, by murdering it was said by by one chronicler with his own hand his nephew arthur of brittany poor little arthur of brittany murdered head stoved in chucked him in the seine didn't he what a thing to do um when we were in rouen nobody or certainly nobody uh, on on the tour had their head beaten in with a stone and nobody was thrown in the river Seine. So you can see why I'm enthusiastic about this tour. That that's that counts as, as a very successful uh, holiday for <laughs> in my world. Anyway, we went to Rouen, went to Rouen Cathedral. We saw some Vikings dancing to Abba in the street in Rouen. That was Viking reenactors in like werewolf costumes dancing to Abba. And we hadn't even started taking uh, the magic mushrooms at this point. Oh, it's all Rouen Cathedral. Some of this stuff's been on my Instagram. Some of it's been on the Substack. I'm sure you, you've, you've seen it. Uh, we, where did we go after Rouen? Hmm, good question. Fantastic question. I'm going to struggle to remember. I think then we took a long bus ride that afternoon down to Tours. No, Angers. 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 We stayed a night in Angers. There's an amazing castle in Angers. In that castle are... Uh, and I did do a Substack post about this, so I hope you saw it. The Apocalypse Tapestries, commissioned in 1373 by one of the sons of um, of Jean II of France. They're completely, completely amazing. Maybe the most amazing tapestries I've ever seen. More amazing than the Bayeux Tapestry, which isn't, isn't even a tapestry. That's how whack the Bayeux Tapestry is. <laughs> the Bayeux Tapestry is really good. But it's not a tapestry, it's an embroidery. Um... Anyway, yeah, so the Apocalypse Tapestries in Angers were fantastic. We looked around that castle. Uh, we went to Fontevraud, where the tombs of Henry II, Eleanor of Aquitaine, Richard the Lionheart, Isabel of Angoulême, are, the effigies are, are beautifully displayed in a magnificently restored um, uh, abbey. It was once a dual abbey of, of monks and nuns, quite unusual in that respect, uh, heavily patronised by the early Plantagenets. We did that. Then we went to Tours, and, well, well, at that point, there were, it, was, it was Chateau... Cent- it was Chateau Central? Is that what I mean? It was Chateau-tastic? It was Chateau-something. We saw bare chateaus as, uh, as the Ute Dem in South London, or North London, really, would say. Um, that means we saw a lot of Chateau, including Chanceau, that was good. We had a little uh, picture stop at Chinon Castle. We had we went to Amboise, where Leonardo da Vinci lived, uh, lived at the end of his life under the patronage of Francois Premier. We saw, oh my God, we saw so many castles and Chateau. It was, uh, I was in hog heaven. I hope the other guests on the trip were in hog heaven. We did some wine tasting. That was electric. Uh, two wine tasting sessions, one of which I would describe as pleasant. Both of which I'd describe as pleasant. One of which I'd re- re- describe as uh, relatively restrained. The second of which I would say maybe got a little bit out of control. <laughs> uh, not, I wasn't out of control. I was in control, if anything. But um, there was... There was people were really happy at that wine after that wine tasting. Um, did we do anything else? Then we went. Then we drove back to Paris, and then was it maybe yesterday? No, 
It was not. It was the day before yesterday. Uh, we went on a tour around Saint-Chapelle. The wonderful chapel built on the Ile de France um, around the, you know, the, the old royal palace um, in, right in the, in the heart of Paris. Saint-Chapelle was built by Louis IX in the 1240s to hold his relics, but specifically the relic of... Do you know what? I've got a tiny little bit of... Is that a... It's either a crumb of white bread or a tiny little morsel of uh, of bacon trapped between my lower lip and my lower gum. It's irritating me. Like, like a, a grain of sand in a saltwater oyster. I feel like if I left it there long enough, it could produce a pearl or an abscess. <laughs> the pearl of the medical profession. The dental profession. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, there will be no pearls nor any abscesses, but neither am I slightly irritated by the feeling of a crumb uh, trapped in my mouth as I'm talking to you. I have, however, forgotten what I was saying. Saint-Chapelle. Went to Saint-Chapelle. That was dope. And shall I stop calling things either dope or whack? Shall I stop? I'll try not to do that for the rest of the, this, this, uh, this short podcast. Um, went to Saint-Chapelle. He yeah, built that for the Crown of Thorns in the 1240s. Um, it's still totally amazing. It's kind of the, the, the epitome and apotheosis, in my opinion, which is correct, uh, of, uh, of Gothic architecture. Um, this sort of incredibly long-legged uh, stone spider of a framework of the building, these these tiny, thin, thin, very slender pillars uh, reinforced on the outside by buttresses, which, uh, which help a, a chapel built on a relatively small footprint, in fact, a tiny footprint, to soar, to soar uh, very high. I say very because I, I don't know the exact height of Saint-Chapelle. Um, High enough, anyway, that the upper of the two stories in Saint-Chapelle appears to be completely uh, constructed of stained glass. And, of course, stained glass isn't load-bearing, so this is an optical illusion. But as you go in, you're, you're, you're just uh, bathed in the light of some beautiful medieval stained glass telling stories from the Old and New Testament. It is supposed to feel like walking into heaven. And I've got to say, the day before yesterday, it did feel a bit like walking into heaven, insofar as I can imagine what walking into heaven feels like. It's probably something I will never experience. Um, so, who knows? <laughs> it's as good as it's going to get for, for this poor sinner who was making fun of Jesus earlier. Um, on Good Friday. Yeah. Straight to hell for your boy. But, you know what? What did Biggie say? I ain't going to hell... I ain't going to heaven with the goody goodies dressed in white. I like black Tims and black hoodies. God will probably have me on some... No, you don't want to know the next line. If you know it, you know it. If you don't know it, it's too profane, even for this this nonsensical thing. Um, anyway, Saint-Chapelle, when we were in there, that, that prompted me to ask you a question for the Wednesday thread. Let's get back to the business. Let's get back to our Substack business. I spell business B-I-Z-N-I-Z just in case you're wondering. Um, I asked for people's favourite historical buildings. So I'm just going just gonna to rattle off a few of your favourite historical buildings um, and big up you all for, for doing this. I've then got to go and pick up my dog. 
who's not at the house at the moment because I haven't been at the house. So he hasn't been at the house. He's been uh, at, at doggy daycare with my parents. So I'm going to go and pick him up. Um, but I, I do want to thank everybody who contributed and all, and can, who, who contributes to uh, these Wednesday threads because they are uh, they're great. So what are some of your favourite historical places? Karina Parisi says the library at Trinity College Dublin. Yep. I've, I've actually myself have not been there, but I uh, would love to. Danielle Pluard says, agreed, someone needs to bottle that smell of old books and make candles, wax melts and diffusers out of it. I bet, I bet there's a candle that smells of old leather books. Probably, probably Diptyque. I would get, you, but Diptyque must make something like that. Um, Carly Gibson says St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican City. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you don't, don't sleep on St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican City. Samantha Harding, Tintagel Castle in Cornwall. I'm going there actually next month. I'm going to Cornwall anyway. And if you think I'm going to Cornwall and not going to Tintagel, you're goddamn wrong. Uh, assuming I'm allowed to go uh, while we're there. Uh, Amy Kaufman says, impossible to pick one, but uh, says Hever Castle. Um, Notre Dame says Jackie Dana, uh, across just across, of course, the the way from Saint Chapelle, uh, but you can't visit it at the moment because of the fire and the reconstruction. Carnarvon Castle from says Joanne, um, my absolute favourite building in the world says Joanne. The history, the views, and being scared stiff going up and down the spiral staircases. I had a big argument about st- not a big argument. I um. While we were on this trip in France this week, I was was just discussing the business, B-I-Z-N-I-Z, of spiral staircases, specifically within castles. Because people say, oh, well, you know, spiral staircases in castles. It's because, and you know why they go round a certain way? It's, they always go up, which way? You go up clockwise, because most people are right-handed. So if you're defending the stairs from above... You can fight right-handed, whereas the person below, if they're right-handed, has to become more vulnerable to fight with their sword right-handed going up the stairs. Like, you will hear that so, so much. And my contention is, it is a crock of shit. Because, firstly... Sorry, I'm just, like, paralysed by a crock of shitness. Firstly, if a castle has fallen to, if a castle has, the castle's defences have failed to the point that people are having hand-to-hand sword fights on the staircases, right? Think what it has to come to that the enemy besieging the castle are now inside all of the sets of walls and doors and portcullises and moats and all that shit. Sorry. And all that stuff. And you are now fighting, for some reason, with swords, exclusively with swords, <laughs> exclusively with weapons to be, that are held in the right hand predominantly, on the stairs, so that... <laughs> I, I'm going to... Uh, this may sound radical. I reckon it's time to give up. I reckon that castle's fallen, mate. Uh, it's, it, you would have... It's, it's fallen. There, there's no... There is to be no hand-to-hand sword fighting on the stairs of castles. And if there is, it is such a a niche part of the defence of a castle that you're not going to let that tiny remote possibility dictate the architectural decisions of the stairs. The reason there are spiral staircases in castles is because it's a very space-efficient way to move people up and down uh, tall buildings. And whether it's true that they mostly go round clockwise, 
I have no goddamn idea. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I'm going to say you have no goddamn idea either. But as soon as you see one that does go clockwise on the way up, uh, it will it will ping some pre-held but unfortunately erroneous um, prejudice that you that just sort of hangs around your mind, and your confirmation bias will say, "Aha! See, this proves that that." groundless thing i believe don't worry that's human psychology i'm not i'm not i'm not hating on you <sighs> but i mean i've got to say that's not what joanne has not not said anything about that she just said she was scared going up and down the spiral staircases scared probably that someone was going to tell her that the reason they were spiral and in a certain direction was you know sword fighting blah, 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 blah. she doesn't say the chronicler says uh lincoln cathedral glorious after climbing steep hill, you certainly you definitely think you'd entered paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salisa Hoskins says Union Terminal in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's a plot twist. The design is the basis for the Hall of Justice for the Super Friends cartoons. I, do, I myself do not know what that means, but it sounds cool. Peter suggests Antwerp Central Station. Big up each and every station, I guess. Um, I myself am fond of St. Prank, St. I think I mispronounced almost every word in that sentence. I myself am fond of St Pancras Station in London, the terminus, one terminus, uh, of the Eurostar train, which I did not take home from Paris because it is inconvenient for my place of dwelling. Uh, I I tend to fly because I live near an airport. Rivo Abbey says Steve Batty. Lucy Lewis says Natural History Museum in London. Uh, Shane Bat, I'm, I'm going to put this out there, the best travelled man, the the most extensively travelled man among my Substack subscribers, I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm going to award Shane that crown unilaterally. I'm the kingmaker here, uh, like the Earl of Warwick. And like the Earl of Warwick, I'll probably be cut down on the battlefield one day and my mutilated corpse will be displayed naked on the steps of St Paul's Cathedral uh, but that's all in my future for now <laughs> I'm crowning king King Shane the first king of, of travel uh, so listen listen up when Shane tells you the Pantheon in Rome um, it's so cool he says and I must visit at least quickly each time I visit Rome I know practically every inch by now I've got to say I love the Pantheon as well I've got all the time in the world for the Pantheon so I'm with you. Mary Miller says the Alhambra. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to the Alhambra in June this year. So looking forward to that. Wells Cathedral says Sells B. Uh, what else? What else? Tower of London says Beetle Clare. Eleanor Shakespeare says Westminster Abbey, St George's Chapel, Windsor, Dover Castle, St Paul's Cathedral, or Canterbury. Uh, I adore the stained glass in these buildings, but the history's amazing as well. And Bamborough Castle and Arundel Castle. Well, I think you're hedging your bets slightly, Eleanor Shakespeare, but those are all great suggestions, so thank you. Uh, Allison, another American tip, Independence Hall, formerly the Pennsylvania State House, located in the city of Philadelphia. It's where the Second Continental Congress met, where American independence was debated, where the Declaration of Independence was adopted and signed, and where the Constitutional Convention was held. If those walls could talk, the stories they could tell. Yeah, okay, I've never been to Philly. I'd love to go to Philly. If anyone wants to invite me to Philly, uh, I may, uh, if, if convenient to me, come. <laughs> Hardwick Hall says Helen Radford. 
Deborah just chucks a few, chucking a few names out. Santa Maria de Fiori, uh, Saint Denis, Capella Sistina, Alhambra, Jaipur Palace. Uh, Jaipur Palace is a good one. I went to Jaipur a few years ago. That's, uh, yeah, that's nice if you like your uh, your palaces. I like, what's the name of the big the palace hotel there now? The posh one. The Ra- Ramba Palace? I can't remember. Had a nice lunch there. King's College, Cambridge, says James Tenton. Uh, Rosalind Chapel, says Gabby James. Carcassonne Citadel. Do you know what? Go on the thread and have a look. That's my recommendation to you. This is, uh, there's so many amazing buildings listed here that if you wanted to plan your own little, little history tour, uh, this is, this is going to serve you well. I'm, I'm over time now, so I'm going to leave you to occupy yourselves doing that. One more thank you to all the subscribers. One more thank you to the, uh, the non-subscribers who might be considering subscribing because they either think this is so good or they think it's so bad that uh, I, need, I, I just need some help making everything better. Um, thank you, everybody who's listening, who was with me on that, that wonderful trip. Thank you, Brad and Kathleen, for organising it. Uh, hopefully we'll do another one again someday. Um, I'll see you next week. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. If you've, if you've anything, you, any burning issues you want to talk about, hit me up. You know how to get hold of me. It's danjones at substack.com. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what you do. Or just, uh, actually, I'll tell you what, don't email me. Um, I've got too many emails to go through at the moment. Just put a comment at the bottom of this podcast and I'll read it instead. Um, is that everything? That feels like everything. I think it's everything. Um, goodbye. Merry, merry Easter, each and every one of you. Uh, unless you don't observe Easter or want Easter to be happy for anyone. Or you are of the Orthodox Church, in which I think Easter is in about two weeks' time. Um, just listen to this again in two weeks and save the greeting for then. All right. See you guys. <laughs>